Hey, this is Christy. And this is Keegan's dad. And you're listening to the Mastering None podcast. Today, we're going to learn a little bit about Jerry Springer. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. So I invited Keith, as he said, Keegan's dad, um, also my husband, onto the podcast today because he is an expert on Jerry Springer. And by expert, I mean, he definitely watched it with me back when we were dating. Yeah. And it was... (laughs) Oh, yeah, that trashy show that came out at night. And then there was the movie The Ringmaster. Yeah, and it (laughs) it kind of started my addiction of trashy television. So it all goes back to Jerry. (laughs) And actually, I was doing some research in it, and it kind of started trashy television. That explains a lot. So I'm excited to dive into it. But before we get to the Jerry Springer show, um, which I'm sure there are... You know, many people are familiar that with the name Jerry Springer and the fact that he had a television show. But before we get into that, I want to get into just who was Jerry, because there was a lot of facts now that he passed away. Oh, spoiler alert. He died recently. (laughs) Um, And now that he passed away, I just wanted to share some things about his life. For example, he was born in the UK. Really? So he was born in, I think, 45, and that was not really a great time for people that were Jewish. And so his family had fled to the UK for safety. And four years later, they came to America. And so, yeah, he's actually a British, but, you know, he's basically raised in America. Um, So then, you know... I don't really have tons of details of his childhood or anything. I was just kind of picking out the fun facts about him, but he got married. He was married to his wife for a long time, like 20 something years, but they had a daughter who was born blind, deaf in one ear and without a nasal passage. So interesting. So he actually, or she, the family got the the daughter surgery right away. So that wasn't really um, that particular part. It wasn't like she was without a nose or anything. She had that surgery early on, but she was um, partially deaf and fully blind. And they, they didn't care. They said, we're not going to raise her as though she has a disability. We're not going to treat her any differently. She was their only child. They raised her as though she was just like everyone else. And she now is married She has a job working with kids with special needs. And, you know, not only did she have this different childhood of having these multiple disabilities, but then her dad's Jerry Springer. So this could have gone a lot of different ways, but no, she's in the classroom now. She's an aide in a special needs class. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. And it's because of her fast forwarding quite a few years. He was on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) <laughs> you what? can't you can't shrug on a podcast <laughs> he was on dancing with the stars because she was getting married and he wanted to learn how to waltz at her wedding oh, look at this so guy. he said who would want to see me try to dance she she loved the show she convinced him to go on it he he danced he actually performed a waltz on the show um i didn't see how he did but i'm going to assume terribly was this pre-jerry springer the show no, uh, because I was gonna say dancing with stars is not that old. right. I mean, it's dancing with the stars, right? Like he had to be a star ah. to be on dancing with the stars. Minor and details. I mean just the word stars in quotes. I mean, obviously, <laughs> if we're including Jerry. Um so then 
after he he was off the show and and the wedding was approaching his dancing so they they pair you a quote unquote star with a professional dancer his professional dancing partner choreographed the waltz at his daughter's wedding that he did with her wasn't that special little little humanizing of mr springer here (laughs) okay let's get into the fun stuff oh no before we even get to that he was mayor of cincinnati he's a lawyer what yeah (laughs) what does this guy do what does he not do goodness gracious he can do it all so he did all this he had what you know you would consider a pretty rich life with all of these activities and whatnot a mayor of where cincinnati Cincinnati, ohio Hmm. yeah and he then uh in 1991 started a, a little talk show and back then talk shows were a little more serious there was there were some people out there um, doing, I know Phil Donahue's one that comes to mind back in 91. I'm sure there were a few others. Um, I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure on the timeline of when, when did Jenny Jones come on? Mm-hmm. Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Maury, and- oh, Montel. Um, Wait, who was not the father? That was Maury Povich. That was Maury. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Jerry, I know that was after Jerry because Jerry's shenanigans paved the way to that. Geraldo. Oh, yeah. Geraldo, who got hit in the face with a chair by an audience member during an episode. <laughs> Do you remember being homesick from school and how fun it was? Kids will never appreciate how fun it was to be homesick from school. Kids these days. Um, because they could just watch anything whenever. But we had to be home at a certain... I was telling Keegan this about the Price is Right episode the other day. That uh, it was fun to be homesick and watch Price is Right and then watch these these shows and whatnot so he tried to be serious and he had some very serious topics and then he started noticing that he got a lot more reaction when the topics were a little more ridiculous now I'm just going to put this disclaimer out there these were different times (laughs) there were definitely things that we're about to talk about that would not fly today that maybe wouldn't be funny not using the correct vocabulary um just wouldn't wouldn't make the splash that it did back then but back then i mean things that were shocking back then aren't shocking now i remember in high school i was reading an article in the newspaper because this this episode never aired so i've never seen this episode but um supposedly it you know everyone yanked it off the market so i can't tell you for sure but supposedly uh, a man legally married a horse on an episode of Jerry Springer. I actually think I've heard of this before. <laughs> and I tried to Google it now. And just because, you know, everything's on the internet now. But nope, it's it's gone. It's, it's scrubbed. Gone. It's, walked. <laughs> it's walked It's away. out of there. But History these days. He would have outlandish topics. Like, I do remember somebody that was in love with an ice statue lots of affairs love triangles um for some reason a man you know that was raised in the jewish faith brought a lot of clansmen on initially which always i thought was odd regardless of who you are why are you giving these people the time but then he started mixing things like little people who were in the clan <laughs> you can't make faces on a podcast you have to tell the people the faces you're making what? so he would like mix things or like um 
you know, people that are in love with their stepmom or, you know, all these ridiculous topics. Now, for so this started in 91. Um, and what are you doing? I'm Googling ridiculous Jerry Springfield. <laughs> You're distracting me. Okay. This started in 91, and I'm sure there was some shenanigans going on. I'm sure it wasn't all um, the truth, or, you know, maybe it was greatly exaggerated and we had a morsel of truth. But I want to talk about a particular episode where people intentionally went on TV with a fake story. And it kind of started. The first um, one's the horse. Oh, okay. So while we're here, tell us some fake or not fakes. Tell us some outlandish episode titles. Um, let's see. Oh, these are, these kind, are of kind of hard to read. I thought you were just going to look at the list right there. Self. Wait, well, hold up. I don't know. I, I don't know that top 10 WTF Jerry Springer moments is exactly what we are going for. Wait, what did it say? Kung Fu? I know Kung Fu. That sounds, that's number 10. So, uh, Cheating with a Stripper. Eh, that made number nine. Uh, the Brawl. Uh, let's just go to five because these are, see, Hooking Up with the Stripper Sister. This is getting Jerry Springer. Uh, what, it, <laughs> so what is it with men cheating with strippers? Uh, in this clip, we meet one of the most dysfunctional families on earth. After a drunken night at the strip club, a man went to bed with his girlfriend's sister, a stripper. Naturally, this puts all three parties at odds oh, with so each other. Oh, so his girlfriend's sister. Yeah. Okay, keep scrolling. All right, fine. Lost dentures. Okay, it doesn't really sound too scandalous. Well, we'd love to spend this entire uh, entry talking about what a horrible person this man is in the episode. Uh, and well, he is. Uh, we can't ignore the fact that a woman's dentures literally fell out of her mouth during a fight. That uh, the fact that the woman in question is a hooker who is pretty okay. pleased with herself for providing services. Uh, see, this is oh, number three. Oh, this... okay. So, these just to clarify, these are not episode titles, these are moments in the show. Yeah, okay, number three self surgery. And the saw. <laughs> okay. Okay. By now, it should be wholly apparent that there are some strange people out there. Got it. Check. Uh, however, it takes a special kind of strangeness to handicap yourself uh, because your brain uh, told you so. Springer perfectly prefaces this episode, saying this may be the worst bizarre story we've done in our 15-year history. Apparently, Sandra decided to cut off both her legs oh. with a circular saw because the voice in her head told her to do so. Ouch. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we just fast forward to number two? Well, see, it just keeps going. That's why I stopped. I That's why I started at five. Self-surgery part two. <laughs> why? This, this time, it's really personal. I, this is the story I was thinking of when I saw her last All one. All right. Jerry Springer might have jumped the gun when he referred to the previous story as the strangest that he'd ever heard. After all, uh, those were just legs in a circular saw, not a penis and garden shears. This is Lorraine Bobbitt. Um, according to Earl, yeah, fitting, uh, the guy with the shears, he decided to snip his bits just a mouth, a month, sorry, a month before 
in order to prevent his stalker from being able to touch them. However, the stalker claimed they were once lovers, adding a new angle to the drama. Earl went on to express regret for his actions, as one might expect. I don't even want to look at number oh, one. Oh, come on. We got this far. Um, before keep... we unveil... <laughs> no, no. Just keep scrolling. Just keep, just keep scrolling. The oh, guy. Oh, go. here we go. The guy who married the horse. Number one. Arguably the weirdest person to ever appear on Jerry Springer's show, the guest actually started off appearing quite normal. He claimed to have uh, be having problems with his neighbors who didn't get along with his wife. However, things hit the fan when Springer brought out the man's wife, who just happened to be a horse. Marrying livestock is the is at best a mistake, at the worst illegal. Making this man's arrangement with his horse. Truly astonishing. But listening to the Springer describe the episode, the Meredith Vieira show is downright hilarious. Never change. Jerry Springer never changed. Uh, so he was on the Meredith Vieira show describing the episode. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because NBC pulled it. So Oh, gotcha. So this guy didn't actually see it, but he heard Jerry retelling it. Gotcha. Well, okay, so some of those are provably either true or false. I mean, you either cut yourself, cut your legs off with a circular saw or you didn't. But, you know, for the first eight years or so, everything was assumed to be true. And really, as people watching TV, why, why would people lie? Why would they make it up? So you're just believing everything you hear. Enter in some college students from San Diego. Now, back in the 90s, there was always a thing where Jerry would say, you know, is your brother-in-law looking at you funny at the dinner table? Do you want to confront him? Call 1-888-97-JERRY or, you know, something like that. So you could call in and he would actually play some of the recordings. And this guy um, named Justin, he called and he left a message about um, this love triangle turned square kind of thing that he's in and the producers heard it and they're like oh this sounds interesting now everything that i'm about to tell you about the story is completely made up for the show so they just wanted to get on the show it turns out justin has a band and so he was trying to get publicity if you go back and watch the clip on youtube he's actually wearing his band shirt on the show but let me paint you a picture so enter Justin looking very emo punk, very Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. No. He looks just like the lead singer of of Green Day here. He has a, he has his band shirt on and he he's there all by himself on the stage and he's like, Jerry, I got something to confess. Um, I've been cheating on my girlfriend, Alicia, with our roommate. So the two of them lived with a roommate named Christine. So it brings out Alicia. Oh, I have something to tell you. It's so terrible. I'm having an affair. And Jerry's like, bring out the other woman. So they bring out Christine and Alicia and Christine immediately get into a fight. They get into set. Now, back then in 1999, you could watch it all. You could see the fights. You couldn't hear the cuss words, but you could see the fights. Even now, as I'm watching it on YouTube, all of those fights got cut really short. Um, but here she is all of a sudden without a shirt on, um, which is typical in there. So she sits there and she's like, um, excuse me, do I even get a shirt to wear? And this lady, okay, this girl's like a hundred pounds soaking wet. This other gal in the front row 
probably about 300 pounds just for shirt size comparison. It was like, you can have my shirt, honey. She had a, a made a shirt that everyone in the front row had a shirt that says we love Jerry Springer or something like that. They each had a different word. She's like, you can have my Springer shirt. She This this gal takes off her, her extra large or 2X shirt, takes it off right there in the audience, hands it to this girl. This girl's now wearing what looks like a dress because she's so tiny and she's sitting on stage there. And all of a sudden, um, Justin, uh, I don't, I don't know the, the correct, correct verb for this, but like spits out a snot rocket right on stage, just whatever that's called. He just right on stage. And they're like, like out his nose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We're going to commercial break (laughs) because this is getting a little out of hand. Now, every time there was a fight, do you remember who would come out? Oh, it was, man, yeah, his bouncer guy. Yeah, Steve. Steve. So popular that people started chanting Steve. (laughs) Steve, Steve, Steve. And then he ended up actually getting his own TV show. Yeah, but it didn't do so well. Uh, It did better than you remember. uh, I mean, it wasn't like a one season thing. It was definitely not as popular as Jerry, but it made this guy. Was Steve at the beginning of Jerry? Like, been there the whole Mm -hmm. time? As far as I can recall. Okay, so then they come back after commercial break. And I'm mentioning this commercial because I'm going to tell you what happened behind the scenes in a minute. But what they say is, okay, Justin, here we are. We have your girlfriend. We have your your roommate that you're having an affair with. Is there anything else you want to say? And he says, um, yeah, actually, I'm also having an affair with someone in my band. And out comes Scott, his bandmate. Now, this is 1999. There was not a lot of um, acceptance of same-sex type of yeah, the whole gay anything. Pride thing didn't, didn't hadn't really, happened yet. It wasn't really a thing back then. Lots of homophobia. In fact, I mentioned Jenny Jones earlier, but just a year or two before, she had arranged for a man to reveal his same-sex crush on his friend or neighbor or whoever, and that the person that it was being revealed to was actually so embarrassed by that fact that this happened on national television that he murdered that guy. Like that's the, that's where we were living back then. And so yes, Ellen had kissed a girl in 97 on network television. And yes, Will and Grace came out in 1998, but we were still as a society, not like super accepting. So the fact that Scott came out, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, wow. And I guess someone in the front row actually yelled out a homophobic slur, but it was, it was blurred out. That was just something I read as a later interview as to what happened. Okay. So now Justin is, has his little square going girlfriend and his roommate and his bandmate. And then as though it couldn't get any worse, his bandmate says, actually, I'm hooking up with your girlfriend. (laughs) So it's like this whole square. Insert polyamorous here. (laughs) Yeah, but back then, that wasn't really a thing, and also... They're not all in agreement. Yeah, that would be like, you know, ethical non-monogamy. That's not what this is. They're not talking yeah. about it. Um, But again, this is all fake. This is all super over the top. They have this agreement between the friends, just don't hit in the face. Well, as soon as uh, Christine comes out, Alicia goes straight for her face, and she's like, I was in the moment. <laughs> Yeah, so Oops. they they thought they were going to be big and make it rich. And I mean, I guess 
I knew of the story. I could not have told you Justin's name before I looked into this. I knew there was a story of college students who faked their story. That's what I Googled when I found this story. Um, so they're kind of famous, I guess, in that I did kind of remember they existed. But what was interesting was um, some stuff that happened off stage on that commercial break. So first of all, before they even went out there, they had to sign a document that said, if you're lying, if we catch you lying, it's a $10,000 fine, hmm. which was like a bazillion dollars in the 1990s. <laughs> Plus these were young college students. They didn't have 10,000. So at first they were kind of like, yeah, I don't feel uh, his clientele was like a $10,000. <laughs> like, should we go for I mean, it? Dude married a horse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they decided to keep going for it. Um, Just keep it, you know, basically if you, if none of them say anything, then how can you prove it's a lie? So they decided to go for it. After the break or, you know, at that commercial break before Steve came out, he said, um, he, as in Justin, realized that they were getting quite the reaction from the audience so he's like okay right now this is what this is what they got so far they got a hotel for while they were there they got the travel they went from san diego to chicago where this was being taped and they got a five dollar coupon for the hotel to get a drink nice. he said he got orange juice <laughs> so real fancy so he demanded more he's like we want a week at that same hotel and they said, no, <laughs> no, you're just going to go out on stage before we see you. And he's like, oh, we want a flight back. <laughs> They're like, maybe. <laughs> well, it turns out they were not happy with him because of the spitting on stage. And so they actually kind of like roughed him up during the commercial break. They had this supposedly off-duty Chicago PD. He says in hindsight, he doesn't think they were actually Chicago PD. He thinks it was just some bouncer guy, but they were like going to rough him up backstage because he spit on there. And then he was saying he was refusing to go back out unless they gave him more money. And yeah, they basically, according to him, they, they didn't actually respond, but according to him, they threatened him and he uh, ran back out there <laughs> and finished the, finished the bit. Um, and I did forget to mention that when Scott came out, when the bandmate came out, he did kiss Justin on the mouth. So that was pretty, pretty scandalous for the time. Nowadays, that's nothing. That's not, that's not a scandal. I mean, the whole cheating part, you know, would, would come out as not acceptable, but everything else, meh, we live in a different time. Um, so I heard you mention Ringmaster earlier. Your favorite movie? It's my favorite Jerry Springer movie. <laughs> it, is, it's, it is. That is so true. <laughs> it is a great Jerry Springer movie. Now he's being silly because it's the only Jerry Springer movie. But I mean, like Jerry Springer's literally in it. It's called Jerry Springer's mm -hmm. Ringmaster. And it's the whole behind the scenes of, what was it? A, a girl there was it. sleeping with her stepdad and her mom found out. So then she made out with the boyfriend of the girl and... They all took it to Jerry and then, you know, they all. Yeah. And then there was this other uh, couple that went on and he was seeing the girl's friend. There was like three or four different, like, it's thinking like a hotel scene. Oh, um, yeah, like, with all the different people. From all the, the different people. And then everyone like fighting with each other. But it focused mostly on that family 
And then the daughter actually ended up being pregnant. And I think they ended up dumping both the guys and mother and daughter were like, we can do this. We're strong. Jerry brought us together and saved our family relationship. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, if you're bored this weekend, go go stream Jerry Springer Ringmaster. Uh, before we wrap up, how long oh, do you think Jerry was on the air? I'm going to say, man, it's got to be at least 10 years, right? 27. What? <laughs> 27 years. <laughs> okay. So when do you think it ended? Like in terms of your history timeline, when do you think the Jerry Springer show ended? I mean, I guess we would have been watching it in like, oh, 102. Mm-hmm. So if it's 20, I don't know, 2010? 2018. What? <laughs> I know. I was like, we were so over it by then. I have no uh, idea what it was on. How do you last that long? <laughs> I don't know. Like, and you think like 2018, that was five years ago. Like, well, what? Well, I mean, our society isn't too different from are we, five. Are years we talking ago. like the same like drama slash like yeah stuff? I mean, it's it's all. I don't like, know. The I mean, probably of, choreographed and everything. Yeah, a lot more choreographed. Sure. A lot less fighting is being shown. And she doesn't have Steve anymore. Yeah, Steve's Steve got his own show. Steve got his own show. Did Steve? Did Jerry Springer outlast Steve? Yeah, because you're because Steve got his own show. No, I got that part. But like Steve's show. Oh, I don't know when Steve's show ended. Let's see. This I think it's called the Steve Wilco show. Oh yeah. Don't tell me it's still on. This. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Wikipedia says. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's still on. It started in 2007. It's still on. There's been over 2,000 episodes of the Steve Wilco show. What? Wow. There's over 5,000 episodes of the Jerry Springer show. Hmm. That's a lot. And so did you know after the Jerry Springer show that Jerry had another show? No. So it was called Judge Jerry. It wasn't on very long. Obviously, that other show ended just five years ago, and then he's now passed, so there wasn't that much time in there, but it was called Judge Jerry, so similar to the ideas of, like, Judge Judy Judge kind Judy. of show. Yeah, a judge show, going back to his lawyer roots. Showing up to some civil, I'm sure it was all civil stuff, and then being like, wait, what? Well, judge Jerry? you have to sign the releases uh, and whatnot. Yeah, he says, former talk show host puts his law degree to use hearing real cases and rendering verdicts in a TV courtroom. Hmm. Judge Jerry. In fact, look, it just it just went off the air last year, 2022. So he worked a long time. Yeah. All right. So Jerry always ended every episode with a final thought. And so I wanted to end this episode with the the first final thought of his 25th season, which, you know, he went on for two more seasons, but he kind of gets a little teary in this one. So I thought it'd be, you know, just shows how passionate he was about everything. Um, So we will end with the final thought. But before we do, I just want to remind you that you can find us on Instagram at mastering.none. And as always, love us or hate us, five-star review. Yeah, you got it. Um, Oh, and sorry that there wasn't an episode on Tuesday. Totally got ran out of time, but we do have a bonus episode coming out on Sunday because it's a second Sunday with Paxton. 
And so we will be learning a little bit about Alcatraz Island. So that's coming up. All right, let's let Jerry Springer take it away. So today we start our 25th year of doing this show. My gratefulness surpassed only by my surprise. My surprise at its longevity. How in the world did we last so long? Let's be honest, virtually anyone could do what I do, which is to basically say three things. You did what? Come on out. We'll be right back. You practice that and you'll be hosting your own show in no time. Oh, there is one other thing that brings success. Luck, lots of it. And surround yourself with smart, talented people who know a heck of a lot more about television than I do. Look, I've been blessed through these 25 years to have people of enormous talent and drive producing a show of constant challenges which can't be saved day to day by simply booking a big name celebrity. You see, we don't have any on our show. No, just regular folks of no fame, little if any wealth, and very little influence. Folks just taking a moment, which they rarely if ever get, to let the world know something about what they are thinking or feeling or doing. Admittedly, it's often crazy or outside the norm of accepted behavior, but what I've learned over our quarter century of shows is that deep down, we are all alike. Some of us just dress better or had a better education, or better luck in the gene pool of parents. I'll say it again. Deep down, we are all the same. We all want to be happy. We cry when we're hurt. We're angry when we've been mistreated. And to be liked, accepted, and respected, not to mention loved, is the greatest gift of all. Yes, we're all alike. Know this. There's never been a moment in the 25 years of doing this show that I ever thought I was better than the people who appear on our stage. I'm not better, only lucky. So thanks for the 25 years. We've signed on to do a whole bunch more. And as long as I stay healthy, we will. And on that note, take care of yourself and each other. So today we start our 25th year of doing this show. My gratefulness surpassed only by my surprise. 